This is Ty, Andy, and Spencer, but you already know that from our podcast. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's uh, it's those good old-fashioned values, and uh, we are continuing our journey into the TBS era of American Dad. Folks, do you like episodes where we talk about in-depth things and, like, look at how shows change and analyze those changes? Yeah, you ain't getting any of that this week. You are not getting a fucking ounce of that. This... It is the same shit. Good. Genuinely good. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it is It is just 22 more episodes of the same old American Dad that you saw last season and the season before. There are maybe small changes, but, you know, we're, we're here for the long haul, basically, and uh, not, not a lot has changed. Uh, yeah. I guess if we wanted to quickly go over things, the, the, the first... Well, I want to... I want to start off by pointing out something I saw on Twitter. I forget I forget who brought this up. But one of the things that I think now that we have to, to give this show credit for, now that we are officially in the Trump era, is that this show did not go back into the Republicans, not once Trump came in the White House. In fact, they did not do a Trump episode at all, unlike South Park, technically, yeah. well, Simpsons, Family to, Guy. To be fair, that is because in season 12, Seth MacFarlane stepped down and uh, Stan was started to be voiced by Donald Trump. Look, I'm just saying. <laughs> so there was like a conflict of interest. I, writers I'm just saying, uh, for a show in season 14 to 12, I don't know, they, they were dumbasses when scheduling seasons for this show, but and a show that is in this late, that is on autopilot, I respect them for not just doing the easy, lazy political episode when yeah. literally everyone else was. And I think we need to give them credit for that, at least. Yeah, it's yeah. it's clear that by this point, the show is, besides a couple, like, small dalliances with that more political stuff, it's completely its own beast by this point, and it would just feel very, very out of place. And I think that the writing staff was savvy enough to know that it wouldn't really fit with like what they had established the show as in the tbs era yes and thank god for that so i guess the bigger change this season that i noticed is that i went on a big rant last season about how the show kind of needs to be done because they've like said everything they've needed to say and they're just kind of spinning their wheels at this point and they're kind of just going through the same beats and it's kind of true here but also like they're getting a a little bit more adventurous again like a lot of these episodes are just straight up horror episodes and it's kind of cool yeah i I will say and i don't know if this is unpopular or not this might be in my top five favorite seasons that they've ever done i Hmm. and it's not just because i watched it literally all from like 11 a.m to right before we started recording but it's Truly, I I loved a lot. Like there was, I think, more in this. There were more belly laughs that I got out than any other season before of this. There, there was just enough little moments that like truly got me off guard, and and just destroyed me. That like I don't think it's anything substantial. I don't think the show has been anything substantial in a while. But just in, like for what it's going for, which is just kind of a. I guess showcase for like funny writers to like kind of like in a 
very traditional like cartoony paradigm it's so it's so fucking funny yeah there are a lot of really good like one-off witty asides from characters this season that i really like and a lot of good like slapstick humor i don't know if i'd go that far specifically but i i can't deny that this is a very tight good it is at the very least as good if not a little better as last season just in terms of just how consistent and how a little more experimental it is it's 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 american dad but a little bit more than last time and you know what that's that's enough that's that's enough yeah it uh it's a little bit more adventurous uh it's you know they're they're willing to branch out into different areas you know it ends with the western episode and I don't know. They're they're stretching a little bit, which was my big complaint yeah. for the last season was is that they weren't stretching at all. Yeah. I also, you know what I think that they did really, really well in this season that I don't think they've tried before. Like they've done stuff kind of similar, but the season they are so good at like having jokes play the long game. You know, like the uh yeah. the the check please thing that goes for like the first half of the season or uh the whole arena football thing that like carried over from last season yes. and now has like a history to it. Yeah, or, they, um, they 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 it is weird because, you know, this is season 14 and shows don't normally do this stuff, at least out like yeah. aside from out of desperation. But they're like adding new stuff like they're adding, yeah, you know, arena right. football. They're adding some new recurring characters. Some of them, you know, like Dr. Calgary aren't that good, but some of them like yeah. Johnny Concussion are good. Um, Johnny Concussion fucking rules. Yeah, I, I think my biggest. No, I know what my biggest laugh is in the season but one of the bigger ones is when he is playing the like like he's doing the Hans Gruber thing and he take he's like you know an evil genius and he takes off the fake OT and he's like haha I was just pretending to be a genius and he's just stupid yeah. as shit for the rest of the episode <laughs> yeah yeah uh there's there is a, a lot of good moments I really like this also, uh, one thing I want to say is, this is one of Klaus's strongest seasons. I love I was going to say that too. We, yeah. We've talked about seasons being like, you know, this is the season of Francine or this is the season of Roger or whatever. I think it's kind of like a dark horse pick because he doesn't show up like too much more than normal. But I really do but think this is the season of But he has a lot of good jokes this yeah. season. Yeah, he, he gets a lot more to do. And I... <laughs> Once they figured out, like in this perfect like middle ground between like evil and pathetic, it it's it mm-hmm. is like what they've done with Meg in uh, recent Family Guy seasons, and and I would argue, well, I definitely still like Meg in in the recent Family Guy. I think it's it's stronger than what they were doing in the middle seasons. I think it works better for Klaus because uh, yeah. Klaus is a weird fish person, yeah. so it makes sense that he's already weird. yeah. And, and the thing about Klaus that I I think Meg never really got is that Klaus has a lot of bravado. Like like it's clear that he's a yeah. loser, and like a, a big part of his character revolves around the fact that he's a loser. But he also like he talks big, and he has like a high opinion of himself, and like it, that's like a crucial part of like the alchemy that makes him so fun to watch. Yeah. This yeah. show does what Family Guy never could do with Meg, which is make you go, yeah, they kind of deserve it. Mm-hmm. They deserve to yeah. be shit on by the world. Fuck you, Klaus. You suck. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he just he sucks just enough where you, you don't feel bad when the bad shit happens to him, but he, he doesn't suck enough that he's like just annoying to be around all the time. It's, it's, an, it's a perfect balance. <laughs> and, and, and again, I... Uh... The Klaus's voice actor, actually, I know their name. It's right on the tip of my tongue. D. Bradley Baker. Are doing D. Bradley Baker's German accent is just 
perfectly he, bad. Dee Bradley right Baker, way. I know we've said it before, but he truly is the MVP of the show. Like he plays so many little bits. Like I, he does Billy, he, which who I'm not a huge fan of Billy, but like he, I, I like Billy. Yeah, he does like half of the fucking background characters in the show, and he he has. We talk about how Seth is good. He has Dee Bradley Baker as one of the most fucking plastic voices in the industry right now. Like he he's so talented. When you want a guy to be just like a, give a ton of personality to a random throwaway B character, you get Dee Bradley Baker because he can fucking make you care about that D random throwaway. I, character. I like Bill. I like Billy too. Billy, uh, it, it's he. Doctor Calgary sucks, but Billy hits like sort of that perfect balance I, between like genuinely pathetic and like very sad but it's sad in a very funny way i think he talks a little bit too much for the joke to land for me but like i do like him better than the doctor sure yeah yeah and and there i mean other things that like the mimosa in the morning hosts or whatever yeah that was that was actually i don't think that was no it was from it was from last season with the cooking or whatever but well from the it was actually in the fox era early on but this the tbs era start pushing it a lot and i really like that i like them more than greg and terry honestly yeah as as like a a tv show because they're fucking nuts they're psychos and it's clear, and it's clear that the people writing this, or at least like the people who focus on them, have like a clear disdain for that kind of like talk show well, atmosphere I mean, that they the don't. Shit that for. Came out, you saw all the shit that came out about Ellen. It's like, yeah, these it's are a disgusting all industry, people. but it's like, yeah, they they have like it's clear that they have more of like a disdain for that world than like the news broadcast world. So they get to be like, yeah, a lot meaner and like a lot more like the the jokes about them get to be a lot more fucking nasty because like it's clear that the people writing it don't like them. And that I think that really, really helps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. They're they're just so vicious and awful. And I just love like just the scenes with Sots, not in Steve, where they're just like just chasing them down like in a Mad Max car chase. It's so good. Yeah. Which we're we're gonna end this thing with the lightning round, like where we go through all the episodes. But yeah, no. that one I think is fun because like there are a couple episodes in here where it's like the premise is like you can tell the writer is just fucking pissed off at something. And I think that's like the biggest example of it and it may it, it's very very fun to watch yeah that that's yes. that's i i think the the difference i think between like the american dad bitching and parody stuff and like family when family guy does it is family guy feels like an old man yelling about millennials and zoom like mm-hmm. oh look at how things are di-. whereas this feels like a lot of the satire feels almost kind of like good stand-up comedy in the sense of it's a very casual like introduction of like it paints a scene of like exactly what you don't like about it and and it hits the nail on the head. You go, yeah, yeah, fuck that. And I think that that's like the crucial difference between the shows is that like, I mean, this has gotten more kind of like quote unquote random and like the, you know, it's gone deeper into the meta stuff, but like this show is still more like, it, it has more consistent plots than Family Guy ever did for better and for worse. I think more for better. But but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, what like because of that kind of structure, you're because of that kind of like, you know, chemical makeup of the thing, like when it does satire, because it's actually putting it in the context of like a story that like, you know, has a beginning, middle and, and, and like is not just cursory like a lot of Family Guy plots are. It does make the things t- like land a lot harder. Mm. So one thing that I have kind of noticed a little bit, and this is maybe one of the most autistic observations I've made. A small change from, like, the the TBS to the Fox seasons is that, like, 
the TBS seasons, or the Fox seasons, it was very clear that Langley was kind of like a DC suburb. Whereas this, it just feels like Langley is just like this own, like, completely separate metropolitan area that just happens to have the CIA in it. Yeah. Which I, I don't really think is bad. It's just something I've noticed, and it's it's kind of a weird change. But, no, you I know, think you're right about what that. What is the point of this show, if not to point out weird, uh, unnecessary changes? Well, and, and I, I don't know if it's unnecessary. Like, I think that just because of, like the way that the show has evolved and, like, it's become more of just, like, a kind of, you know, uh, uh, it, it's become less of a sitcom and more of a cartoon. Like, I think broadening, like, the the area that Langley can be and, like, what is contained there and, like, all the stuff that they can do in it, I think is helpful for that because you're not trying to tell, like, contained stories about this family and more like you're telling the, you're trying to make scenarios that you can put the family in. And I, I think that, like, I think that having the place that they live be more abstract helps with that. You know what else is, and uh, it's not like he has been getting particularly bad material. One other side character I want to shout out. This is a very strong Lewis season. Lewis gets a lot uh, of good material this season, I think. I would say I would say maybe even less than last season, but yeah, he's he's fun in this season for sure. You know, I love Kevin Michael Richardson so much. That's all he's, I was going to say. I mean, yes. If he were to, and he's one of those ones where I didn't really notice him before, but like you can hear him doing background voices in this as well. And he, I mean, he has such a surprising range that like, it's so fun to listen to him perform, but yeah, he, he's fucking brilliant. Like this show and family guy and all these shows have such good voice talent. And it's like, it's very, very cool that, like, in in a time where I think a lot of other shows are, I mean, maybe not a lot, maybe it's more the movie direction, but, like, are, are going for star power over, like, uh, you know, mastery of the medium. I think it's very cool that how much they, like, how just fucking good at their jobs the cast of these shows are. Well, I, th- I think it's also something that uh, I was thinking earlier, you know. Uh, American Dad, and also to a a slightly lesser extent, Family Guy in the Middle Seasons, got in a very good groove, I think, of, like, that uh, The Simpsons got into with Seasons 7 and 8, where it feels like all of the side characters are just completely natural and integrated, and you just kind of, like, call in and be like, oh, yeah, 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 like, Langley feels like, like, like you've been here a while, it feels very lived in. Um, you know, right. we, we, we've kind of thrown off the early season of like, here are the, and, and you know, they are still throwing in new side characters. Like, I think one of the, the guy at the stinkers is the new CIA character is still like a complete, like, why are you here? Which, <laughs> which this, one? Is this the, 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 the young kid, not, not the. Oh, like the, like the kid with the, the black kid with the nineties hairstyle or no, whatever. No, no. <sighs> Hold on. Let me. Can't even remember his name, but he he was introduced like at the start of this TBS seasons, uh, and he was just like like this this like fourth guy they added into like Stan uh, hmm. and others, and it's just he's still there and he still like sucks, uh, but just because they don't know what to do with them. Hmm. Let me look up. I don't know I, who you're I, talking about, but yeah, same. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, we we talked about him in a later episode, in a previous episode, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, do we have uh, anything else to mention this season? God, we've only been talking well, I, for six. I sure minutes. hope we do because um, it's only been yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, I mean, the, you know what else this season does that I'm a big fan of? What is it, it? It's not afraid to get like very obtuse with its references and stuff, and like, like, like it's. I think a lesser show would either like make a big deal out of the fact that like what they're referencing is like very weird and out of the public consciousness or like 
you know, or or it just like presented autistically enough that it's like, okay, someone on the you know, someone on the staff clearly had like a fucking pat, you know, interest in this thing. But like, what th- this show is so good, I think, at balancing when it you know brings in like some weird piece of obscura, like uh, like the fucking uh, Gilgamesh stuff in the Santa episode. Yeah. Or or uh, there was something later in the season. I'm trying to remember, but it, it's it's I think it's really good, like at integrating that stuff into the world of the show, so it doesn't feel forced, but also like it is like understandable enough that you can that it, you can build like parts of the episode around it. You know what else is is something that I think this season has been doing better than the previous two TBS seasons. What I think this season has been doing a much better job at going for sort of bigger, more like grand climaxes. Like, yeah. Like um the the witches episode is a good example. There's like a like a not super great, but like there's a big magic battle at the end. It's not just like like it's not like the the previous seasons were ending bad, but you know, they kinda got in the way of like their animation and you've got some some anti climaxes definitely. Whereas here it's it's a right. lot more consistent. Um, while while we're sucking the season's dick, you know what else I really love that the season did? What? I, I I mean I do think that it, it is this is the most meta season of the like the the season with the most meta humor that we have covered of the show so far. But I cannot think of a time where it does not land. Like I think my first huge laugh of the season was um, when Stan is trying to flash back to stuff uh, in one of the early episodes, and Roger just interrupts him like five times to be like, "Oh, you know, how long is this story going to be? Can I, you know, can I sit down?" <laughs> Uh, can I, what, can I lean? Oh, actually, I'm going to lay down. No, I'm going to sit down. It's literally what I do to Spencer, but like within the fiction of the show, it's, it's very, I don't know. It really, really destroyed me. It's very Roger, funny. Yeah. You, you do have kind of a, a Roger. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Roger of the podcast. <laughs> you really are. Uh, yeah. Also, the, I remember the name of the character I was talking about. The, the CIA, the lame CIA guy is Hooper. I Hooper. still have no idea who that is. I will post a picture of this character. So you, like oh, we have we, okay. we have talked about this character before, but whatever. It's, it's this fine. is not a this isn't a person. I just saw I just saw oh. a photo of this character. This isn't a member of the show. No, it's a bird. I, uh. That I don't know who that is. I straight up do not know who that is, man. <laughs> I know, I know. That's that's. I guess you're proving my point of like this character that they don't do anything with but keep shoving into scenes they keep shoving this character into like he's in like tw- like 20 plus episodes of the show going forward and like he leaves no impact yeah oh i have yeah. a good question i have a good question all right what american dad characters are we all because it's clear that i'm roger andy is obviously klaus i'm trying to put Spencer. whoa hold on hold on hold on andy andy is andy is like klaus rising and klaus son i I am the Steve of this podcast. I thought this like I'm the I'm the most autistic one. Would I be Steve? I I yeah, you know, and I like you do. No, have you're Steve. Greg and Terry. <laughs> get it? That's fair. That's fair. Hey, do you get it? That's fair. <laughs> do you yeah. get what I'm going for? Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't get how I'm Klaus. Like I get a lot of things, but like you suck. Cla- oh. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> God damn. God damn. I can I'm not 350 yards away. Looking through the sniper scope. Feeling the wind direction. Got you directly in the, the middle of the forehead. 
this is this is the thanks I get for keeping this fucking podcast going, for keeping us on track. And you know, no, okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. Sheesh. No respect around here. Uh, <laughs> uh, gotcha, oh boy. Um, uh, what? what <laughs> Do we have anything else, Dad? I, I guess I guess ties to Francie in the sense that she can be a giant bitch. Yeah. Um, well, well, no, that's there is a yeah. Uh, oh. One other thing to mention: there's a lot of movie parodies yeah, go this season. It. We'll get we'll get into it later, but yeah. there is like a lot of like specific movie parodies or genre parodies. Like I already mentioned, how there's a and lot, a lot of, of them are episodes. smart, and a lot of them are well, like like you know, yeah. we talk about the Die Hard parody. I I have some problems with it, but like compare that to that Cleveland show Die Hard. Oh parody, God, it's n- I, day. I was thinking of that when that episode was, and I'm like, God damn, like. Because the thing is, like, it's less of, like, a, like, straight-up Die Hard parody, more of, like, a pastiche of Die Hard. Like, like it yeah. has a similar, uh, like, setting and, like, synopsis yeah, where, or whatever, but, like, they, they do enough differently that it's not, like, they're trying to fit all the pieces in, like, a puzzle, which I think really yeah. hindered the Cleveland Show one. <laughs> the Cleveland Show one is literally, they just do the same plot of Die Hard again, but they then, like, just something will happen. It's like, well, this was stupid, and then they just, like, continue doing yeah, the exact could... same thing. Half of that episode is, like, Cleveland looking at the camera and being like, get it? Tim's Hans Gruber. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's just fuck. it's stupid. And this, I think, does a good job of shying away from that by, like, invoking Die Hard, but not doing, like, a, get it? We're doing Die Hard. Yeah, they have a Western I, w- I would also like to say, uh, once again, thank you for the the tremendous restraint of not doing the Die Hard Christmas reference at all. Oh I, God, yes, it's so fucking tired. Yeah, they also have a um, they have a Hunger Games parody episode, and I think yeah, you can a, you can make it. I mean, you can make an argument for a lot of like the Charles Lindbergh movie stuff fitting in that. Yeah, mm, yeah, it is genuine. Like they're doing a lot of uh, movie parodies, and I think it all works pretty well it's all pretty clever none of them really like stuck out to me as particularly like top shelf but it's still all really solid stuff and especially for how adventurous it's getting it it really works so yeah this was a good season yeah they had the whole uh they had the whole thing in like the bahamas episode where steve became an uncle which is clearly based on the podcast about list movie petra goes to jollibees uh they, they had a lot of fucking things, like prestige. Oh, actually, I did have a good question if we want to keep extending this thing. Go ahead. I was either going to ask it now or at the end, but, like, what genre send-up would you want American Dad to do in the future? Like, like how they did the Western one. I guess, you know, it's kind of lazy and a bit too easy and dumb, but you know what? I, I could see them doing a really good noir. Like a, like a That'd be very black cool. and white yeah. noir episode. Mm. You asked me like what what they'd like to pastiche. Uh, well, I don't I think, know. Well, before while you're thinking of that, because I do like that noir idea. Like, I mean, I I think the obvious tack would be to kind of make it like the James Bond stuff, where it's like Stan's a detective instead of a CIA agent. You know, Francine's like the dame who brings him the case or whatever. But I think it would be very very fun to do like a noir wheels in the leg man. I think that could be mm. a very cool episode. Yeah, that could be a great one. I th- I think they should do more horror type stuff like they did with the yeah. hot tub episode, but uh, like like they did a lot of the stuff like with the uh, talented Mister Dingleberry this episode. Oh God, uh, that that, would, that, that was, was like actually, like legitimately pretty creepy at points. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, or if not creepy, like it's clear that they knew like their way around horror iconography and like the yeah. visual style of that. Yeah. yeah. And I like when these shows go horror. Like I like, yeah. uh, I love, we all love, and then there were fewer. So why not uh, just and, do uh, that here? Go- going forward, I'm not going to specifically say what it is, but one of like, if not the best episodes of the TVS era going forward in later seasons is a horror parody. Uh, so look, look forward to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying I mean, to think of like, for, for 25 minutes, we can just go on. The well, I, I want to do mine though, for it, because like my, my original idea was, um, was like a war movie parody, but they already kind of did that with the Vietnam stuff, uh, to great effect. So I think it would be either very hit or very miss. I think it'd be funny if they did like a, kind of like a mystic river or what, what's the mystic pizza or whatever, or the, uh, fucking what's the movie about the theme park where Mike or either Michael Sarah or Jesse Eisenberg was in it or just like, like a, yeah, adventure. Like they did just like a, like a teen summer movie, like, but like a, like a, you know, one of those like coming of age teen summer movies. I don't know. Yeah. I think you could that do could that pretty easy with Steve. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Or they could do it with Stan, which would be very funny too. Yeah. That would actually be really funny. Yeah. If like he, <laughs> could, he gets a job, yeah, he gets a job at like uh, an ice cream stand for the summer or something. And it's like, he's just in the middle of one of those. I think they could do a lot. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry. St- Stan gets a job at an ice cream stand. I said stand. I just, it's my, it's my, it's my upstate New York accent that makes, uh, makes me drop off the end. But you know, awesome, awesome, awesome being regionalist. Awesome. Making fun of my, I gotta take my comebacks when I can get them, Ty. You gotta give me this. Uh, all right. Uh, should we move on to the lightning round? Yeah, I think so. Sure. We'll see you in the back half. Haley, I know you're gonna be upset. Cause you need me to birth human Jeff But you should know by now That I'm a bit crazy You help to show me what I want My goal in life that's to be a mom We're in this him and me And I don't need And we're back. Uh, lightning round time. Let's begin. Episode one, Father's Days. Uh, this one's cool. I love the uh, reverse Groundhog Day. This is also uh, the start. I love how Klaus fucking ruins it. So the, the basic <laughs> premise is... Uh, we're not doing plot summaries. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, we're not doing 22 yeah. plot summaries, man. Look at Wikipedia along with this. Yeah. I don't fucking care. So, uh, I mean, that's yeah, so this episode is after realizing his family forgot Father's Day, Stan confronts them, leading them to decide to celebrate it the next day. But after his celebration doesn't live up to his expectations, he uses CIA technology to trick the family into reliving the same day until they get it I- right. Meanwhile, the saga of the golden turd continues when a senator running for president kills his running mate and the cleaning lady takes the cursed treasure to Pope Francis and his council of religious leaders. The golden turd. Directed uh, by Chris Bennett, written by Jordan back. Bloom and Parker Day. Uh, original air date was November 7th, 2016. Production code number was B-A-J-N-O-1. Lightning round, everybody. Let's go. Lightning round. All right. Okay, but it's a good episode. It's a fun little it's concept. A good episode. I want to I I shout out my favorite moment of the episode, which is uh, Klaus's comeback of, of oh, yeah. I was, was under your radar, and then how he fucks yeah. it up, leaving the room. 
He yeah. sucks so much. I love My favorite it. joke of the episode was when Snot is like, hey, you've been missing from school for five weeks. <laughs> and then <laughs> Stan gives him like permanent brain damage by using the Men in Black memory eraser on him like seven times in a row. <laughs> it's good. The only part of this episode I don't like is the golden turd stuff. Uh, they, they're still doing that like running plot where there's like a plot line about a golden piece of poop that causes madness. And it was fun in like the first or second season when it kind of broke up the monotony. But like now it's just like the entire show is this. You don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 not as cute as it was before. Yeah. Like because we, we liked it a lot because it was like a gimmick. And now it's kind of like. Okay, like you're the, the, the good news yeah. is they do actually end it uh, in a couple seasons. It's not a great ending, but they yeah. do yeah. end no, it. No, so. I much prefer I, mind I do plot. remember seeing that episode and it sucked. Yeah, mind plot they should bring back because I miss that guy. <laughs> it's just nice whenever he shows up and just levitates something. Um, okay, fight or flight. Ah, not uh, a fan. This one was okay. I, I think yeah. it leaned a bit too hard on like the Vin Diesel movie stuff. Yeah, that be, stuff's like, always really reach its potential. Action but, movie yeah. parodies, I think, like I don't know why they always just kind of irritate me because they always use like the same four jokes that haven't been accurate since like 1996. Right. Just like it's it's clear that it was written by someone who the last action movie they saw was Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to give a shout out though. I do really like the Amazon subplot with Haley and and uh, Klaus. Yeah. What was the? Oh yeah, where they just like kidnap a guy. Ruined a guy because he thought they were stealing their shit and it turns out he was doing something way more illegal and they and they just walk out and leave him to it it's, it's yeah but that, that that this episode's weak i think uh one of the weaker ones yeah overall decent b plot enlightenment though. of raji baba um this is the b plot here i love i love stan and steve being yeah. sushi chefs it may be really hungry for sushi even though i'm not a fan of it yeah, yeah. uh this this also has one of my favorite roger lines of all time it's just oh Haley, you thought dalton galloway was a real person <laughs> grow up it's me yeah yeah <laughs> roger i love just... like the increasing amount of people that roger is in this show like the gbs seasons really love yeah. playing up how like a third of Langley Falls is yeah. just Roger, and it's it, it it's always funny when like when like you get that first little tingling of like hold on, and then Roger is just like yeah, obviously it's me. Like it never that joke always hits. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's great because it's always a different stupid disguise. It's always equal. It's it's great. Yeah, th- this episode's not super consistent, but I do I do think it has a lot of good jokes in it. Um, yeah. After that, portrait of Francine's genitals. Uh, I I like the concept of this one. I like the, I just like the concept. Yeah, of- I like that the blind dude got pussy. I think that that's a nice bone to throw to the visually impaired community. I really like the scene where uh, Stan gets caught trying to sell the Francine to Francine's drug dealer. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's um, great. I like the heist parody stuff. Like, I, it's just kind of an appendix in the middle of the episode, but I thought it was fun. And I like how they just kind of yada yada through yeah. it. Where I, I like how all of them end with like it's one night you'll get through it like like Roger knows all of the people he's getting sucked. It's all right, yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, Bahama Mama. This one I think I, I really like the a plot of this one where Stan is constantly cock blocking Haley and Jeff. Everything with Jeff is just awesome, and Jeff is so good. He rocks. Yes. Yeah. So great. I'm not a fan. I I really liked the. Oh, sorry. Oh, I love. The I love Jamaican the B plot too. I love. I mean, it's. It, it's You're the most the razor. Fucking, yeah, it's the most fucking rote thing ever. But literally, it's an entire fucking B plot about Uncle Magic. It's <laughs> just Klaus. 
Yeah, <laughs> just going <laughs> fucking insane. Oh, and you know what? And that's one of the things where it's like kind of playing the long con too, where it's like later uh, he he's like, oh, I'll try that coke for you, and Steve like at the end of the season, Steve's like, no, you're still in recovery because like you nearly fucking OD'd on coke in this episode. It's very funny and. I, I don't know. I even with Andy, where I really, really love the B plot. Yeah, I, it's too rote, but I do love a, I do love the one line where it's like, "All right, everyone, put your shoes on. The razor's in a bad mood again." <laughs> um, Roger's baby. Uh, the the morning mimosa stuff is great. Obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. Obviously. The uh, the parenting stuff. It's okay. I do love the season where Roger just eats Jeff, just like yeah. violently just eats him. <laughs> Freaky. Yeah, I, I do want to say uh, on the morning mimosa stuff, because I brought it up in the first half, but it is very funny of like how clearly they fucking despise like these shows that treat poverty as like, you know, like like uh, fucking, you know, like the how they like these shows jerk themselves off about like helping poor people like, oh, isn't it so sad that these people are poor? Like, can't we sweep in and like rescue them? And like, it's very, it, it's almost like brutal in how much you can just tell that like these people fucking like, like they think that's so tawdry and stupid and awful. And maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but I really do think like you can feel that coming out of this episode and just like how rabid these women are. Where it's like, let us help you. You're so fucking pathetic and weak. And yeah. And like, but, and it's also like how clear it is that they're doing it for ratings. Like when they just electrocute Snot's mom in the TV because they're trying to get to Snot. It's, I don't know. It's, I think the angriest this show has been in a long time and it really, really made me happy. And it's, it's good. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's cause that stuff sucks. Yeah. So it's like, it, it makes sense yeah. why they're fucking angry about it. But uh, the Haley and Jeff stuff's just kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ninety zero Northwest. Awesome Christmas Pretty episode. Cool. Yeah, really great. Not the best Christmas episode they've ever done, but I mean, it, those are always great. Like, there's only been yeah. one vague stinker. I really like the scene where they have to go take a bus that's driven by a uh, fucking Stan's dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I do like I, that. Was another thing where I like the callback to the fact that like the original Krampus was from Baltimore too. It's like there's something about being Krampus that draws you to Baltimore. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it's such a funny little touch. Or, or I mean, I love Jim Rash, but he doesn't get a lot to do as, like, the fucked up elf. But, st- like, just the way that they draw him, it's like, his spine is distended, is fucking very, it's, it's just, like, funny in that it's incredibly, like, disturbing in, in the... I guess in the lamest way possible. Like, and, that and, I, can... uh, and I also like Santa as a villain. Like he's, he's a good piece. And of you shit. know what else was great about this episode? Sorry to, I mean, this whole thing is just us listening. Like, you know, what was great. You know, what was great. But I really do love how much, uh, Francine knows about like the Sumerian lore of fucking Gilgamesh and like the yeah, different translation. Like, and then, and then fucking yeah. Steve just says, or Stan just says, I've never even seen you read a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she's arguing about like the Binderman translation versus yeah, like original translations, and it's just that's the only thing she knows about. It's very yeah, fuck. It's such a great little touch. We've got to keep going though. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. Lot of love. Another episode where Stan's autistic. Yeah, autistic Uh, Stan is a great Stan. I would smash his second command in the slot car. I love the stand-up comedy on the flight subplot because uh, people flight attendants do be making bad jokes that you have to laugh along to. 
That's like a perfect little hobby for Roger, since Roger would absolutely get way too invested in that shit. It's 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 really great character writing yeah. for him. Yeah, it's a cute little episode. Not one of the best of yeah. the season, but it's 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 solid. Uh, Witches of Langley. This is a weird one. I li- I like this. It's episode. really good. I want to give a shout out to Witch Hunter Lewis. <laughs> yeah, Witch Hunter Lewis is great, but no, it's it's genuinely a very strange episode. My only. I, I don't know. Maybe it gets a little over the top, but it, it's still it's still really. I fun. love how fucking gay Steve and his friends get into as which is just like the most like over the top '80s fucking hair metal shit, goth hair metal shit. Yeah, it's, I love it. I love that they're so gay. I love them. Good for them. Huh. All right. Next one. Um, a nice night for a drive. This is kind of a weaker class episode. I do love the scene. Where, uh, like, Stan is on the, the ski lift, and he's got, like, the rotting corpse body. That's a really good scene. Yeah. I like the, uh, Roger's character in this, the not-cop. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's a guy episode. who has all of the <laughs> signifiers of an off-duty cop. It's so, I mean, it's a perfect, that like, it's such a perfect, uh study of that type of guy it's very fucking funny. and the the ending of like how he it was he all also fucking yeah with the, and and also like the girl boss mom walked yeah. out like <laughs> after yeah. her boyfriend killed himself in the kitchen yeah i love this show casino normal what was uh it's uh this one's kind of a non-episode i like the jay leno thing Jay Leno stuff doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, I I mean, I like it because, like, I, I do like it when the show goes saccharine, like, once or twice a season, I think works is, like, the right amount for it to do. And I do like there it's, like, there's legitimately, you know, relationship friction that they, like, deal with. I it's That's nice to me, but, yeah, it's not, like, the funniest episode by far. Uh, Bazooka Steve. Uh, <laughs> great episode. One of the best. This one's this great. Season. Just... <laughs> Johnny yeah, Concussion just, is a terrific just this character. This guy who's been turned into a zombie by getting his head like all but ripped off by fucking like. I love <laughs> the Haley plot is oh, so God. great where she gets into debt with Roger. So she goes like she becomes a driver and she just keeps doing she it. She becomes after a taxi driver and drives around Roger, who just sounds exactly like Peter Griffin. I, I love I, I love how it opens with a cold opening. I love. Yeah. And it- also, I like how the whole town is like vicious to Steve and like they yeah. never even apologize to him. It's him who has to learn. Yeah, it's him who has to, who has to learn how to it's like so sports great. It's and so not mean. Yeah, and not like not, not that, you know, this this fucking thing is destroying a man from the inside out. I also want to give a shout out. Well, not necessarily a shout, but it's interesting that this is like uh, like that, there are so many episodes that are a callback to a random foreshadowing episode from the last season. Oh yeah, the uh, like with the, the tree one, yeah, the tree episode, yeah, where it was it was stand was bulldozed to build the stadium, and now we get a bunch of episodes in the yeah. stadium. It's kind of weird for a show like this, but it's, it works. I mean, it's just it's nice because it's like it's world building that doesn't call attention to itself, which I like. All right, uh, Camp Camp Wanda. I actually literally just realized I didn't watch oh, this it's, one for some it's reason. Not, there's not much to it. It's This is, I think, one of the weaker ones of the season where it's basically Steve goes to camp and Snot is like the counselor in training. So like he has responsibilities and Steve doesn't. And then also Roger throws a burning man for Haley and Jeff. And they think like, oh, it's obviously a trap, but it, it's surprised. Roger was just doing something nice. For once. It yeah. yeah, which it's, I mean, it's, it's funny enough, but it's not like, there's nothing that stands out about it. I don't think. Uh, Julia Rogers. Uh, I which love one this is- one. 
Uh, oh yeah, basically Roger Be- just yeah, becomes Rod- Julia Roberts. Roger gets, and- yeah becomes like a a woman on her own. Yeah, yeah. The the B plot sucks, but the A plot is what? Awesome. No, the B plot's rules. Just how much of a production they make out of the fact that Jeff and Barry have never met. It's, I mean, it's it sucks. I guess like in the terms of being a story but just the joke of like it's all of this to do about like these two characters that we hadn't put in the scene together are going to be in a scene together it's very fucking and i like how just autistic scene i also really like how fucked up the town is that like oh yeah it's we're doing kind of a lovecraftian thing where it's like oh this wholesome american town that sacrifices a woman every couple months for for a fucking elder i mean that i think that's kind of played out like the whole children the corn shit like i don't think they're on new ground or whatever, i like the but... ending though where yeah. they, they just yeah. all fucking get firebombed i i don't know it's i honestly think that more than the a plot the b plot really does it for me just because it's it's such a fun, i mean it's the perfect little like meta joke that this show is doing in this season and it, like the fact that it ends with like Barry and Jeff being like, we've decided to work together. And then it's like to be continued and they just never come back to it is, I mean, it's perfect. It's just, it's it's one of my favorite parts of the season. I would also like to say on the A plot for a second, (laughs) it is really funny how like strong they go on for the cold open of Roger driving through the town. You're just like, what the fuck's going on here? What what is Roger doing? What is... Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Life and Times of Stan Smith. I love yes. the ASU stuff because yes. Arizona State University is it's, the fakest university just, in the it's world. It's literally like Phoenix if they had a physical location. Yeah. Yeah. It's, God, an ASU fucking God. Yeah. But it's, they, it's, uh, it's just a school for like, the. It, it's the school for the guy who has the most brain damage from alcohol in I, high school. I also do like how Steve gets the diploma in the end. Yeah. After, like, <laughs> he asked did. the question. Yeah, ASU is one of those places you go if you have like a 2.9 GPA, but you get a full scholarship there. Yeah. If uh, literally, like, if you if you did not have a concussion, if if you did not get a concussion from doing like a keg stand, like you would be the valedictorian of ASU. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's also like. 150,000 people yes. go there too. It's so funny. It's like yeah. the population of a small country goes there, but they're all just like, they're all frat guys. Yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid fucking university. It's God. Cool. But uh, the Stan reliving his youth stuff, uh, it's all right. It's like a little trippy. I yeah. I love how dark the ending is yeah. where, where, where Stan just dams himself. Yeah. I like the conceit of like, the movie or the blockbuster of his life. I think that that's cool. I, I mean, like, like on its own, I, it, it's a means to an end in this episode and like, it's fine. But I, I, I just think it's like a very, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's an engaging bit of like world building that if, if they like, if, if someone else were to build an entirely different thing around it, I think I would be very it, invested. It in is that. a solid return to the Christian mythology stuff. Definitely. Sure. The, the bitchin' race I think this episode. I love okay, this episode. But Klaus is so fucking good. In this episode. Yeah, we're just watching cool. it on the TV. Yeah. Okay. So, it's three thirty, and plays yeah, I love this Russian episode. I, w- I will say this episode might be in my like it might be my favorite episode of the show ever, like outside of Rapture's Delight or like some of like the you know he- like Head and Shoulders ones. I mean, but I didn't. If, if they were not, episode. if they did not bring in the fucking annoying guy from the POW episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, yeah. No, I was about to, I was about to say this is like yeah. 
one of the very best episodes of the show, and then it just craters they, in it the just, last three minutes when they bring him yeah, back. It does. Cause, cause it he, does he's the least so. fucking funny character in the run of the show. His whole thing is that he's weird and he likes, yeah, like, it, it's, it's his literally just is, Jerry what if a guy Lewis doing the... Uh, what if a guy was weird and also Asian? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It feels like as offensive as like Jerry Lewis yeah. like, pulling his eyes. Literally. It's, it's so bad. I don't know. Oh, God, I but everything so much. else, such the, a good the episode parody episode. of the Amazing Race. Yeah, all of the little like Klaus watching TV. You, the, you know what fucking? You know what line reading got me more than? I think there were two line readings in this show that like had me on the floor, and it was uh, one which we'll get into in the Western episode. But just Klaus watching the the you know sex line, the, you know the sex phone line commercial, and he's just like, Oh man, we got chicks like that in my area. <laughs> <laughs> here I'll, I'll put it i'll yeah i'll put it in in the like in the episode but that line it just it's it's so fucking i, I want to give a shout out to the the scene with like S- steve and francine at the massage parlor we're like we're decisive do you want some cucumber water uh, i don't <laughs> i know I, I love how they're like that like that I because I am like that type. I am the Francine and Stan type on vacation where I just want to do everything. I just need to like just get it done. I'm not there to see any sights. And then like whenever people will just be like, let's just linger around, it would always just piss me the fuck off so much. Yeah, I get you. I get you. That's yeah. how me and my dad are at vacations. You gotta go to you gotta do it. That's what vacations are about. They're about doing things. But I mean Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> it's so it's such they they capture it just so perfectly god see my thing is i think because i grew up in a family like that i i like bounce off that i would love to just like soak in a fucking culture i i don't know i i would i i think that that is like more interesting as a vacation than just like okay let's well, go see this place I, let's I, go see this place let's go I, I, I guess me and spencer could leave you behind that. yeah sure yeah we, we we have like the type a like we've got a checklist of shit to do we're doing all of it when we do our podcast vacation to fucking dayton ohio yeah because <laughs> because we because we made a total of twelve hundred dollars in a year uh, hey, I, that's like a two-hour drive from where i live yeah. i could totally do that family plan uh which one was this Oh, the Hunger Games one. It was fun. Yeah, this one's cool. This has maybe my favorite, one of my favorite Billy moments. I love when he's at the wedding. He's like, (laughs) he's just like, I'm doing something, and then they just like pick up the flower from him, and he just like (laughs) flies away. Well, no, it was uh, such a beautiful moment, and the class is like, "This, what are you talking about? You doing your speech?" I, I that's, think that's I I'm... think Billy would be a very very fun character if he did not speak. Yeah, but... I don't know. I just love how pathetic he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know things that like things that are like really objectively really sad and pathetic, but they just keep getting shit on anyways. Like I don't know. I always find that really funny. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'll I'll give I'll give fucking uh, Calgary might not be a super great side character, but unlike the fucking Asian dude, he doesn't at least drag an episode down when he. That's appears. a good point, and they don't they don't overutilize him ever. I, no. I will also say about this episode, I would smash his Frankenstein wife. Um, <laughs> I think she's kind of mm. nice with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what after that uh, long bomb? We talked about this before. This one's awesome. Yeah, this one. I, was. I will say. I will say. I. I don't know if I'm super sold on the third act twist where it is John. I do like the joke, but like when they revealed it was him, I was like, oh, that feels kind of forced. But like, 
him putting on the mustache to do the line read is yeah. that that got me. Back. I mean, I I think that it was out of left field enough, like that it it legitimately did not did like it added to the episode because I'm like, oh shit, like I did not actually see that coming, which. I don't know, maybe I'm fucking stupid. I also do like that it ties in, like, the very fun Die Hard parody to, like, the kind of, you know, sweet, sappy stuff of, like, Stan yeah. and, like, I really Hayley like the ending moment with them at the barn. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good episode. It, it's, a, it's a really solid I episode. think on a technical level, this is the best constructed episode of the season, if not, the like, the show as a whole. Even though it, it doesn't have, like, as many breakout moments as some of the other ones, but... I think this might be my favorite episode. I think that's fair, for sure. Uh, The next one, Clodger, is maybe the funniest episode of the season. It's (laughs) a fucking horny Klaus and Roger (laughs) get for each other. The biggest, the I I will say just the biggest laugh I have ever gotten from this show is when Roger's like, ah, so he so he wants it to be transgressive, doesn't he? And he comes in dressed as a child. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like surprise you want this to be hot and naughty you're a pedophile now <laughs> Roger's the best yeah, you, you like fucking kids got you uh, you really go- are the Roger of our group uh, uh, it's, just, I just, oh. it's so uh, it's just um, I'm sorry we can move on but it's just, there's something so insane. I don't know why it got me so bad, but just the idea of like, oh, so he once transgressive. Oh, does I will he? say the, well, the, the, no, he's a pedophile. I will say the B plot with Steve kind of sucks though. <laughs> what was the B plot with Steve? The, the yeah, the, yeah, there was not much to it. Uh, garbage stand. Uh, I like pedophile. this one. Uh, yeah, this one's fun. Um, I love. Yeah, it's just fun. I There's love how they, they bond, and then I love how they immediately turn shitty and shady. That's yeah. great. Yeah, not much to say. Just a, it's a, it's workmanlike. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, not one of the best of the season, but definitely solid. The talented Mr. Dingleberry. Yo, really you good. ever seen this shit? It's fucked up. Yeah, this one is weird and creepy. Um, yeah, uh, this I one's also... like low key, kind of like it spooked me. Yo, yeah. the, you, you know who they got for the the guest voice on this episode? They got the Terrifier. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. No, it's it's great. It's, it, it's a really good use of Roger's personas. It's definitely one of the more clever ones they've done. Because Roger has had a lot of funny personas in the TVS seasons, but I don't know if he's had one that's particularly clever or well-crafted as this before. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's... The thing about it is the, the whole... B plot is whatever which i mean if you want to talk about that you can talk about but the thing is like if this were not like and and i think that's the mark of a really great episode of the show where it's like and and the same applies for the next one if this were not like a ostensibly comedy show this premise could be like insanely good as like the genre that it's aping you know like yeah. like if uh, an episode about like yeah a fucking puppet who like or a guy who, like, pretends to be a puppet, maybe, like, you know, someone with dwarfism, like, if they were to get fucking uh, Peter Dinklage to do, like, a horror movie or something, just, like, someone pretending to be a ventriloquist puppet and then going crazy and start, like, starting to kill people. That's a fucking killer premise for a horror movie. And it's, yeah, and it's and it's handled really well. And, like, yeah, yeah it's, 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 I like Steve, how Steve gets out of it with, like, shooting himself to pour the water tank. 
Yeah. If if you were to like it's what if you were to take out the jokes from this episode, like take out the B plot and just stretch it out to like an hour and put it in live action, it would be legitimately a fucking amazing horror movie. Like, maybe not amazing, but it would be like at least a B plus horror movie. Like it would be something that people would it, it would be like the kind of thing that people suck Jordan Peele's dick for making, you know? Yes. Okay, yeah. So uh West of Mexico, I wanna say just yeah, rules. turns out all you need to make a great Seth MacFarlane Western thing is to not have Seth MacFarlane write and direct it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and the thing about the thing that this shares with million ways to die in the West is like, like, like in the last episode, it's legitimately a great premise for a Western. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it works. It works really well. It's really cool. This also has one of the things that I, that I liked uh, one of my biggest grievances with Million Ways to Die is that it was like, it was like, oh man, look at how like shitty and, and meta and Western uh, the West is. And this doesn't do that. But the other thing is like, a personal thing that bothers me is like, okay, but why is everything so clean? Why does every right. character in this movie look like they're on a fucking movie set at all times? This is a much like grimier, grittier take. I mean, as far as cartoons West. are, yeah. Yes, yes, that is definitely true. Um, it, it's still like an American Dad episode, but like again, it's done so much better. It's it's this is this is way better than a Million Ways to Die. Just and it also doesn't have epic Reddit rain. Um, right. At at risk of sounding too TV tropes, it, it feels kind of like like a cross between the man who shot Liberty Valance and like I guess weirdly Blazing Saddles in, in at least like a bit. maybe not in like the comedy sensibility, but just in like the the atmosphere of the thing. And I I, I don't know. It's it works surprisingly well together. It's very cool. I love. I I mean, I just I fucking love a good western, and, and this and, is and a good are... western that's also pretty funny. Well, kind of funny. Are a lot a lot of good jokes in this. Like, I like how, how this episode uses the fact that Roger has super speed. Like, right. that's a, like, it's really Oh, clever. yeah. I, I totally forgot that that was a superpower of his. I just thought it was something they did for the episode. That's uh, funny. I, I also like... <laughs> my favorite joke of the episode is probably when uh, Fran, Francine, Steve, and uh, Lewis come in at the end to just shoot the guys after yeah. they're already dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Spencer, did you have anything that you wanted to say? I wanted to say I wasn't a huge fan of this episode, actually. Oh, uh, I don't know why. It just didn't do anything for me. I, I wish I had a more interesting take on it. I might have just been fatigued from all the stuff I was watching. That makes but, sense. Uh, it, it, it didn't think, maybe it give didn't, it a rewatch. It wasn't super uh, funny to me. But, yeah. yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it just, well, it wasn't out. super. It wasn't super funny. But I think just like from like the aspect of like watching the show stretch at its boundaries. It was a cool one, and I think legitimately, like, yeah. a good basis for a Western. It, it's certainly yeah. better than, like, the second fucking Bond parody at the very sure. least. I also do want to say uh, I would I would smash Dreadlock Francine. Yeah, she same. Could get a, yeah. I did, I did crack up at that, uh, she's, that like, she's so nice show that. that she did. Yeah. <laughs> Where they, they, they did that, like, horrible Silento song on the piano. I don't yeah. know why. It just fucking cracked me up so much. Well, it's just because, like, I, it's, like, the only fucking anachronistic element of the entire episode. Basically. I, I also like how the, the 18th century equivalent of being a weed guy for, for, uh, for being, Jeff is being, being an, an opium, opium temp. Adam. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. That is American Dad season... 14. 14. Bit yeah. samey, bit familiar, but as as you can tell, we had a lot of fun watching. This is this is probably the best TBS season. It fucking owns. It's, I mean, literally, it it's, and I, because I, I think I was like the least optimistic coming into the TBS seasons, but 
I I will be honest. So far, it has done it for me a lot. Yeah, like more than yeah. I expected it would. No, it, none it of is, them yeah. have been bad. None, all of them have been at least at worst decent. Yeah, like the worst. Yeah. The worst season of the TBS era has been better than the worst seasons of like even the later Fox era. Like I think I think yeah. honestly, it hasn't hit the like ludicrous highs at all. But like it, right? It, it has a, like a stronger batting average overall. Almost. It's. Weird. I would say the last two seasons are probably in the top ten of the thing as a whole. Yeah. No. I I am excited to see what that because. I, even I am like kind of withdrawing some of my criticisms of last season. Like th this was a solid season and I have come to really, really fucking enjoy this show. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I, I'm going to be so sad when we're done with yeah. that. I mean, I am, I'm ready to move on for like sure. a couple of reasons, but I think I was really It is good to this. know that American, American dad was good for more seasons than both family guy and the Simpsons at the very least. Like it is, yeah. it has had a very, even if like the some of the more like super super recent TBS seasons aren't that good, it is good to know that like this season had an this show had an incredibly long run, good yeah. run. You know, oh, th I'm sorry, this is so out of place. I, the one thing I do want to also touch on before we go is that like you can tell that like the animation is still a bit more like stilted than it was in the Fox era, but they do a really fucking good job it's of hiding. It's definitely better. Uh, that there's a lot. I, I think I might have brought this up earlier, but there's a lot more big climaxes and and like yeah, yeah no, it's it. it yeah, it you already brought that up. It's, actually. it's not as stiff, but yeah, yeah, it's, actually, it's you well, did bring that up earlier. Though. I know, I know. All right, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, with that... Hopefully season 15's good. See you next time. I don't know what we're doing. Okay, and uh, No, to, it's uh, next, next, uh, you know what next one is. Next one is the, uh, oh, is no. the big one. Yeah. Bum, okay, bum, and to, bum, to sign bum. off, I will be bum, reading bum, down Flavor bum, Wire's bum. list of, bum, uh, bum, 105 bum, bum. 90s alternative bands that still exist. Three Doors Down, 311, Alice in Chains, American Music Club, Archers of Loathe, Better than Ezra, Blind Melon, Bloodhouse Gang, Blur, The Breeders, It's nice not having to plan anything. We can just like go into the lighting round. Yeah, it's right. nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. And well, then I go. have an idea for. And if we're we back. Don't... Oh, okay. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, I was just saying I have an idea for if like we still run short, which I don't think we will. But I have nah, an idea. No, nah, we're doing time. Okay. Yep. All right.